0: Okay, you know what time it is, man. It's Steelers Blitz time, man. It's Arthur Motz, Wesley Euler. Next two hours, noon to two p.m., man. We get on, get a chance to talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers, the winning Pittsburgh Steelers, who happen to be five and three. And ah. as we always do after a Steelers game, you know we got to come in here and get it off our chest right now. So, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, today's show is what type of show? It is a victory. victory. The Steelers were victorious on Monday night. So, with that being said, man, we are going to have a blast chopping it up about the game. Definitely got to talk about some of this officiating stuff. And, you know, we we're going to always be open to hearing from you, Power Grid, Megawatts. And as we always tell you, the best way to be involved with our very interactive show is by hitting us up on the twitter.com at thebody52. The
1: da body. And at Wesley Euler, The good hair. Now, speaking of the good hair, how is my good hair colleague doing? Uh, just delightful. I mean, you know, pretty quiet Monday night. Nothing really to get into from that game. Mm-hmm. I mean, just a pretty uh, boring, quiet. Blowout. Uh, bl- you know, no yeah, controversy. No, blowout, yeah. no nothing really to sink our teeth into. Real bummer. But, I mean, you know, a win's a win. Sitting here at 5-3, and three, I'll take it. No, Mozi, I'm, I'm pumped up. Uh, Monday was certainly uh, an exciting one, an entertaining one mm-hmm. for a plethora mm-hmm. of, uh, of different reasons. And I am, uh, after a day off yesterday, excited to break it all down with you here this afternoon,
0: I like it. Well, let's not stand amongst ceremony between the two of us. All right. So, in terms of this game, man, still is getting it done, twenty nine to twenty seven. Just talk about what impressed you with Sunday's—I mean, me, with Monday night's performance.
1: Mood. Wait, what guy. happened? He's that guy. What happened? Wait, what happened? I, Motsy. The rookies is, is maybe maybe the best way to put it, mm-hmm. honestly. Um, we can talk about Pat Fryermuth. We know he had himself uh, a heck of a game. Big game for Pat Fryermuth. Two touchdowns, his first multi-touchdown game in the National Football League. Uh, I think we all are, are very excited about how it feels like this guy is kind of done scratching the surface, and he's uh, really ready to, to be a huge part of this thing. Uh, five receptions, almost average nine yards per reception, two touchdowns. Uh, five receptions on six targets as well, too. So very efficient there for the rookie tight end. And then Najee Harris, on paper, not his greatest game, um, 62 yards, uh, averaged under three yards per carry. But I thought, once again, was just up to it when the team needed him, right? When, yeah. when you when you need, uh, okay, hey, we, we need a first down here. Hey, um, on this first down, we need to make sure we're not going backwards. We need to get three, four yards here. It just feels to me like Najee, even in these games where he might not have spectacular moments, he just does so many of the small things right to add up to positives for this offense. Uh, And then on the offensive line. As well, too, uh, the young guys. I thought Dan Moore Jr., a big thing that we talked about coming into this game, I thought he held his own very well for the second straight week against a talented pass rusher. And Kendrick Green, uh, love to see a little nastiness, a little physicality out of him uh, on Monday night. Uh, I think that we see that from him when he's at his best. Um, I want that from my my guys in the trenches from time to time for sure. Uh, that's what stood out to me, mozi I, th- I think that's where I'm going. Um, plenty to get to, obviously. Uh, another fantastic day for Cam Hayward. You know I'm going full speed mm-hmm. ahead with that Defensive Player of the Year uh, hype train. Uh, but for me, the kind of – away from some of the officiating stuff that, as we know it always does, can overarch these games, mm-hmm. if we're staying – In between the white lines and on the field and the I mean, I guess the officials are on the field, too But you get what I'm saying the two teams (laughs) on the field uh, To me my kind of big takeaway is man. These rookies are really starting to figure it out and and they are slowly But surely I think becoming the identity of this offense Yeah, for me man, the
0: thing that I was impressed with was just the resiliency Um, I know we lumped in all of the rookies I wasn't as high on Dan Moore's performance just because at times Robert Quinn I thought was having a little bit too much Re- Maybe success. Maybe I was
1: going relatively, but yeah. But the
0: thing that I do like is this, though, when we're talking about those guys, when I say the resilience is this, even when Dan Moore would have bad plays, even when Kendrick Green would get beat up front, it never looked like it mentally got to them yes. in the sense of like how we talked about Deontay Johnson a year ago with like his body language and he was going through the drops, how Correct. you could just see and with he those, looked dejected. Those, those guys, guys, too, like
1: in the Raider game and mm-hmm. in the Bengals game, they... Looked like they weren't completely engaged yeah. sometimes, too. So, for
0: me, like I like that part in terms yeah. of the finish as a whole, um, not just from them, but as the team. Because let's be real, they jumped out to a lead, right? We started out with 14 zip, looked like we should have had this game in the bag, Correct. wrap it up, but unfortunately, it didn't. And in true Steelers fashion, like how I said, the way I like my games, I like it to have a little heart attack at <laughs> it the end. It is your fault. But for me, man, it was good to see the finish from both sides. We've talked about how the offense has been the biggest question mark this season, right? Can they protect? Can they execute? Can Ben still get it done? It was good to see in a clutch moment like this that he was able to lead the drive down there for the go-ahead uh, field goal to win it. And speaking of field goals, shout-out to Bosman making history. Ooh. First field goal kicker in Hinesville to have 250-plus two two yarders, and we needed every one of them. I mean, like, that's the situation that we were in, but it was good to see, like I said, in the midst of the adversity, in the midst of – allowing a team to get back in in the midst of it being a team that on paper shouldn't have been able to hang with you. yeah, They didn't allow that to become a loss because we've seen how this plays out and it it will usually end in a (laughs) loss, but it was good to see that, hey, man, even in the midst of all this craziness, we still found a way to get the job done at the end.
1: Yeah, no, I think that's well said by you. Um I'm sure at 14 nothing that they were kind of expecting the script of this one to play out differently. Well, and I think
0: a lot of people were, especially Absolutely. when you had the, the Justin Fields interception. Shout out to Cam Hayward as well for that. Mm-hmm. But it's like, you see that, and you're like, man, it's about to snowball. We know how this can get. I thought it was going to look like the Carolina Panthers Thursday night game when, you know, you played against Steelers, color rush, and they put 50 that's on exact- them. That's like, exactly, I think
1: a lot of us were that's like, alright, yeah, look like, let's, man. Uh, let's have this thing over by, by
0: halftime. Yeah, but, you know, it's the NFL. So, unfortunately it didn't go that way, but I liked it a lot more, though, because now we know a little bit more about our team. We got a little bit more character being built up and stuff like that, man, and growth, which is necessary. But as we always talk about the duality of man, the duality of this show, we got to have the duality of the game recap as well. So those are the things we were impressed with. What were you disappointed with in this performance as well? (sighs) Partner, I feel like this is a... Oh, and I don't mean to cut you off, but before before you you even give your answer, Mm -hmm. power grid and megawatts, Ah, yes. this is for y'all as well. I don't want it to just be me and my man Wes in here talking for the next two hours. That's no fun. Let us know the things that y'all were impressed with with this team's performance and also what y'all were disappointed in with this team's performance. And the reason I give you a little clarity on why I asked impressed versus disappointed because if I just simply ask, what are your thoughts on the game? Well, you know, they don't ask out, they ask how many. Or, <laughs> hey, man, you can never be upset it was a win. A win is a win. And we get all these cliches, but we don't get a lot of critique. We don't get a lot of substance. We don't get a lot of, well, do you think this is sustainable? Do you think this is acceptable? Do you think this is a good or a bad? So to avoid those type of responses – that's why we want the clarification a little bit more specific. I like it. So yes, Power grid, Megawatt hit us up on the Twitter.com at thebody52 and at Wesley Ulla to let us know what you are impressed with, what you were impressed with, in terms of the Steelers Monday Night performance and the things that you were disappointed with, and we'll react to that as well. So now. If you would continue, my great hair colleague, man, you look so sophisticated when you put the glasses on. I can't help myself, man. I get the looking over here. I'm like, man, I wish I looked. I'm like nice that. and relaxed Jeez, today. It's
1: Motos Wednesday. You know, I might even put my feet up in here. Oh man, my feet always I got the up. glasses on. I got the comfy long sleeve dry fit on here. I got, I got here. my Hawaiian shirt,
0: my flip flops, and straw hat today. Sipping me one of them fancy drinks with the umbrella. I was gonna in say, it. where's my, where's my foo foo drink yeah. with the umbrella? Gotta have the umbrella in it.
1: Motes, one thing, and this is, you know, I've kind of talked about this a few times throughout the year, Um, and it's, it's, I think, becoming a little bit of a theme, one that I hopefully, one that I hope, hopefully, doesn't, (laughs) there we go, bite the Steelers at the wrong time. This defense is very good to even great at -hmm. a lot of times, except for when it feels like they really need to be. You know, we can go back through... A lot of examples this season, and you're probably thinking of the Seattle game recently, right? And you're like, "Well, what are you talking about? T.J. Watt forced the fumble that led to the Steelers mm-hmm. winning that game. Yes, but the Steelers also in that one had the opportunity to put that away with a couple stops on defense, and they could. And in Seattle, it, just it ran was, the and ball. It was a
0: Geno Smith and ran the led ball offense. It wasn't
1: like Russell Wilson yeah. and ran the ball, and and ran the ball. <laughs> And again, against Green Bay, I realize, you know, Micah makes that play to block that field goal. And while I think the Steelers probably lose, who knows, that could certainly have played out differently. Mm -hmm. But it feels like there's been a lot of moments this year. There were a couple against Vegas. There were a couple against Cincinnati early in the season. Like I said, against Seattle as well, too. And then I think you saw this on Monday, where the Steelers' defense is really good until you really need them to be. And what I mean by that are those moments where you think, all right, a stop here shuts the door if we can get three and out here or if maybe they get a first down or two but then we get off the field that shuts the door or at moments where it feels like the Steelers offense is rolling and they've got momentum and they're starting to put it together and you want to get them the ball back quickly and maybe put this game away and instead your opponent drives down the field for a long touchdown drive Mm -hmm. these are I think the true moments that that separate um Elite defenses from really good defenses. And the Steelers defense has done – they've done a good job for the large part this season of bending but not breaking. But I just wish that there was more of that kind of carpe diem, right, that sees the day from the Steelers defense. Like, for example, right, I believe it was in the third quarter, late in the third quarter, Steelers go up 20-6. to And it feels like, once again, like, all right, you know, we can start to put this thing away. Let's let's get the ball back real quick. The offense, nice, long 75-yard, seven, uh, nine-play touchdown drive. Let's get them the ball back. Let's score some more points. Let's put this thing out of reach. It's already a double-digit game. Let's Let's push it to maybe over 20-point lead here. And instead, you let the Bears 82 yards drive down the field and score a touchdown and get right back in it and make it a one-play game. There's... Too many of those instances, you know, Steelers get a field goal to go up six and the Bears drive down the field and score late to take the lead. I know that this is a good defense with some great players. I just I'm still wanting them to be a little bit more opportunistic in in some of those those big moments, whether it's either just getting off the field and giving the ball right back to your offense, whether it's forcing a turnover. Um I, I, I want to see a little bit more of that in the in those occasions where it feels like they have an opportunity to really um you know put their throat on the opposition's neck. It, it it seems like the opposite is happening too often. They're they're letting their opponents back up off the mat and they're letting them catch their breath.
0: Well, see, it's funny you said that because that's actually one of the things that disappointed me as well. I said at times this defense like it could be the best in the NFL mm-hmm. or the best it in does. the nation.
1: Best in the nation. In the nation. In the nation.
0: And then other times I'm just like which defense is this? Who who are these yes. guys? I mean, we talked about it, and this has been going on for multiple games now in the second halves of games as well. And it's frustrating because they are way too talented for that to happen. And, like you said, if it was just against elite quarterbacks, that would be one thing. But we haven't seen this happen against Teddy Bridgeway. We've seen this happen against Geno Smith. Justin Fields, I mean, Justin Fields – and now granted, Justin was definitely growing up in this game – but he shouldn't have grown up that fast. Not that fast. <laughs> that, that's my thing. So He was getting too comfortable too quick. So part of me, I had an issue with that. I was disappointed in that, man, just in terms of their overall performance. Second thing I was disappointed in was from a play-calling perspective, the second half, I thought that the offense took their foot off the pedal. I thought that the play-calling became a lot more conservative. I thought that they looked at that 10-point lead or whatever when it was 20-9 to uh, right in that second mm. half, beginning of the second half right before the, the Ray McLeod fumble, I thought that they kind of started to ease up and play, let's watch the clock. And I don't feel like this team is good enough to do that right now. I feel like this is a team that has to attack each series, each play as if we don't have that luxury, we don't have a lead. Correct. And that to me, I, I thought allowed them to really get some more, more momentum back. And then obviously you couple that with the Ray McLeod fumble and now you got a real life ball game. But then the last thing that I was a little bit upset about was the O-line. I thought that they – I don't want to say took a step back. I just felt like when they finally had a more legitimate test, hmm. it kind of showed what I thought could be the case but was hoping wasn't the case. Because we talked about when they played against the Broncos, they played against Seahawks, they looked good. But – To me, the Broncos and Seahawks didn't really have threatening players that are in terms of legitimate pass rushes. We know Von Miller was there, but at that time, watching Von on tape, he didn't look healthy. He didn't look like he was playing to the level of Von Miller. So even though on paper you're able to say, well, man, we kept him clean. Man, Von was out there. It just didn't feel right. Same with the Seahawks. I mean, Seahawks, their best pass rusher, uh, number 52, he gets hurt. Remember, he hurts his neck. So once again, you never really have to feel the threat. But then it's like, okay, you get Miles Garrett. And we saw how, even though they kept seven clean for the most part, how it dictated Miles was able to dictate how fast we're getting that ball out. Even when Ben was getting it out, you still see Miles winning. Still see Miles winning. Yeah. Now you fast forward to Monday night, and a guy like Robert Quinn, who I don't think is in the same conversation as Miles Garrett, but he's still a good player. Sure. You look at the impact he was having at times. At times, he was almost about to take over the game. And to me, that was a part where I was a little bit frustrated because I just thought that they would be a little bit better across the board. And at times, the O-line, in terms of winning the line of scrimmage, especially in that second half, they were getting dominated up there to the point where we're not even getting third and ones, you know, mm-hmm. sure our situations like that. So those are the three things that probably disappointed me the most with that performance, man.
1: Yeah, and I think that kind of speaks to a, a larger theme that we've certainly seen this year. And, and mozi we know every year is a different year, but I yeah. think there's also – sometimes some things that you can carry over Mm -hmm. points of emphasis oh no now i sound like the nfl with their rule book (laughs) this is a team that dating back to last season even when they were on the 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 11 game win streak to open the year too many times would play one really good half of football Mm -hmm. and then one let's just call it very lackluster half of football it makes us hold onto the edge of our seats uh, again, dating back to last year The good and the bad, right? You you were able to play mm. like that against You remember the Titans game You remember the Ravens game You remember the Colts game I remember the Titans
0: Strong side la la. Strong side la la. You uh, blitz all night Water, water is for the weak Oh,
1: my bad not, were, not those Titans, the other Titans, alright You were able to get away with it You know, last year at times And it also caught up with you last year at times as well too it feels like that's happened a lot this season as yeah. well, where where the Steelers have uh, they play a really strong opening half an hour, and then, in the words of our German brethren, nicht so gut, nicht so gut, in the final thirty minutes. Or like maybe against Buffalo, it was the, a bit of the opposite. Yeah, they slept, walked, and and were kind of fortunate through the first half an hour, and then they played much better in the second half. It it has worked worked both ways, but that's that's not something that's a new issue that's cropped up, mozi yeah. That's something they've got to have more of, of that killer instinct. It's the National Football League. You're not going to have opportunities to put teams away very often. We, we don't play FCS teams. Correct. You know? the, the, the days of playing your rich men's and William and Mary's. That's right. We don't you're don't do moving those on. Anymore. You're moving up to the Sun Come belt, on now. Right? We don't
0: have time for those type of teams, man. Just Ain't the no NFL. CAA
1: patches come, on come those on. jerseys. We, we don't
0: care about those little, those little people like that. Come on now. I,
1: I, I do believe it's something like 80-some percent of NFL games are one-score games. Yeah. So, when you have the opportunity to put teams away to win comfortably, to be one of those other 15, 20% of the time that it's a double digit victory, you got to take advantage in this league. You certainly do, I think, especially at home against a young, struggling team like the Chicago Bears. Now, with that being the case, though, I
0: feel like we have to ask ourselves going forward do we think that this style of play is sustainable? Because we know Mm. in these past four games it's worked out and I'm sure people have the different variables of quality, opponent, time in which you played them, injuries, health, I get all that but do you really feel like this style of play is sustainable in terms of getting them to potentially win a division, getting them to potentially make a run in the playoffs dare I say Super Bowl
1: no I mean, you want me to be honest? No. I like when you're honest, actually. Motes, in fact, I could even argue that like what we just discussed, this team's kind of inability to close out games. Mm-hmm. That that to me is if, if I'm talking about like true contenders, now there's certainly something to be said for winning games when you're not at your best. That's yes. something that true contenders do as well too. But I think that's a different conversation I think that's the conversation if you're like seven and two mm-hmm. and you're playing a two and seven team and you you play really bad but you just find a way to win right that's not the case here for the Steelers yeah they're five and three but they were four and three going into this game uh, they were just one and three a few weeks ago let's not act like it's been all sunshine and rainbows the inability to close out games to me is concerning um that feels like a a, a thing that real contenders do. You, and again, to kind of bring this all full circle because we know these things work in conjunction, you can't just play 30 minutes of solid football yeah. as often as they are and and get away with it continuously. Like eventually, I think we saw a lot of this last year too, how these kind of themes can repeat themselves, it catches up with you. Now the good news is is when the Steelers were 7-0, 8-0, 9-0, 10-0, 11-0 last year, it was a lot easier to brush a lot of this stuff under the rug. Yeah. Well, you got the best record in the NFL, and you're losing? Never heard of her. Oh, you see what I did there? I like what you did there, actually. I, I think it helps that they didn't have that luxury this year. They have had to face a lot of their problems. And again, they've, they've gotten better in a lot of areas, too. They certainly have. The offense has, without a doubt, improved from now since September. You'd be lying to yourself like a big old jab- You'd be some Dan Orlovsky jabroni if you're just trying to convince yourself otherwise. But, Mozi true contenders... Can close out games against against teams that they are clearly superior against, against inferior opponents. Uh, true contenders, I don't think, look like one-half teams mm. as often as the Steelers do. That's concerning to me. I think that this team is good. I think that this team has a great shot to make the playoffs. But there's a difference between being good and being great. And, heck, there's even a difference between being great and being a true Super Bowl contender. I... I need to see a lot more in that department before I start to move the Steelers up on that list. Well,
0: and the biggest reason why I asked in terms of Super Bowl contender is because when we talk about who are the front runners or the favorites out of the AFC. Well, that's all true. Of those teams are now, pretty flawed. Now that's a very
1: different conversation. But that's why it I, feels
0: wide open. But that was the purpose of me asking in terms of even though they're flawed, is this sustainable sure. and could this team as it's currently constructed? Could they make a run because of how the AFC looks right now?
1: Now, see when you when you state it that way, like at first, right? I mm. was, just, you know, I'm, I'm a dad now, right? So yeah, I yeah, did so, these Father. So you
0: think Rodad? So like, when I get you first it, asked me it. that
1: question, like I was just standing there on the on the front porch, like in my robe with yeah. my coffee, <laughs> just looking at my own lawn and my own <laughs> right, landscape. Right, right. And I was like, ah, you know, these bushes over here, like these shrubs. Bad, I
0: don't like these shrubs over here. Looks good, but these yeah.
1: shrubs need trim. There's some weeding. Yep. You know what? We could do some edging over here. I pick my head up and look around the rest of the neighborhood. Right. It's not much better either.
0: Because <laughs> I'm saying to myself, "Who are your top teams?" Right? I mean, we all thought we Buffalo. We say Buffalo, but then Buffalo goes down to Jacksonville gets beat. Ooh. We talk about Tennessee. Tennessee, they found a way to win, but it's like they don't have their
1: best player. And we all feel like without Derrick Henry, right. they are certainly a different team. Two the weeks Chiefs. ago, two weeks ago, we would have said the Bengals, the Bengals the Chargers at one point this season. Baltimore, were on everybody's Baltimore, Baltimore's
0: list. probably the most flawed in terms of personnel grouping. Oh, based AFC on the injuries is they've had. so
1: wide open. Wide so, open. So, once again, we've it's like— the Ra- <laughs> We've liked the Raiders at a lot of points, but those yeah. those poor guys just get I mean, hit after hit. Dude, I, I'm asking myself, how much can they continue <laughs> to take, How much can man? they continue to take? Well, they lost to the Giants on Sunday. I think maybe it's catching up with them finally. Well, and
0: even then, though, they almost had a chance to win that, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a Quincy Roche sack away from it being uh, a game winner.
1: Motes, that's a very good point by you in the scope of because you have to evaluate these things not just by looking at your own front yard like big-time dad energy. You have to look around <laughs> the rest of the neighborhood as well, too. The NFC is just, I mean, it's the SEC compared to the Big 12 over Seriously, here. Man. I mean, it's the, it's, the, it's the Big 10 compared to the ACC over here. The Bucks, I feel like I was looking at some action. The Bucks, the Rams, the Cardinals. I mean, there are some really good football. The Packers, there are some yeah. really good football teams in the NFC. I don't think the Steelers are in the same class as those four teams that I just mentioned. Mm-hmm. But the Steelers wouldn't have to see either any of those four teams until the Super Bowl. I think if we would have been having this conversation a few days ago, I might have had the Cowboys in that in that conversation as well too. Now they got their butts whooped by the Broncos. And That's their
0: first game back with Dak,
1: and that's their first game back with Dak. Listen, folks, you football, think it would be the opposite? Football right? is a very weird game, isn't it, Arthur Motes? I believe that's why a wise man yeah. once said, "Any given Sunday." Or they say, "Don't bet on it, boy," because
0: Lord have mercy, it's crazy.
1: <laughs> um, but now you, I do, I am picking up what you're putting down in that regard. If we're talking AFC in that scope, if we're not just looking at the Steelers and their individual flaws, we're looking around the block, around the neighborhood as mm-hmm. well, too. Yeah, you know what? Our our Christmas lights, our decorations are just as good as anybody else's. I think we could. Uh, I think there's a chance that the Steelers could make some noise. In that regard, if they if they yeah. just get a couple of these things moving in the right direction, do a little landscaping before you know before your neighbors up in Buffalo or, or Baltimore have a chance to uh, yeah. you know to pull out the weed whacker first. Because see, for me, part of me feels like
0: is this style of play sustainable? I have my doubts that it is because I do think with a more competent team, in terms of an opponent, they're not going to have eleven plus penalties. They're not going to align in the neutral zone numerous times. They're Agreed. not going to bail you out in some of these instances, whereas with some of these bad teams that we've faced, that's the reason why they're bad. They turn the ball over, and they are highly penalized. So when I think of when that becomes a little bit more balanced, how do we operate now? Mm-hmm. Can we still create those productive plays without being bailed out, without sure, it having to sure. come from a flag, a 15-yarder, et cetera, and things like that? Because we know that's not always going to be there for you. That's not always going to be allotted to you. So that's the part where I do have my concerns. But um, in terms of can this team actually make a run towards the Super Bowl, as crazy as it sounds, I don't think it's too far-fetched or to outlandish just because, like we talked about, the AFC is wide open. Mm-hmm. I mean, arguably one of the best teams in the AFC are the Bills. We're one of the ones that gave them a loss. Think about that. As flawed as we are, Jacksonville gave them a loss. We talked about Kansas City. Even with them, I mean, they won 13-7, but you could have made a case that they should have lost to the Packers with Jordan Love, and they were trying to do whatever they could to not win the game themselves. So if the team gets hot at the right time, I do think they have a legitimate shot. I just don't know if they're going to be able to keep it hot like that because that's accounting for essentially – perfect play going forward because yeah, yeah. your margin error is so small.
1: And, you know, clean bill of health, no right. significant injuries, anything like that.
0: Because, I mean, we can make the case that even in this Bears game, a call or two switches, how
1: does the dynamic of the game shift? Oh, mozi I'm sure we'll get to that at some point I today. Know. You,
0: you know you know that's going to come up. You know it's going to come fact, up.
1: In fact, I'd be willing to promise yeah. that we're going to get to that at some you point You know
0: today. that's going to come up, whether it's through us organically or when we hit the Twitter.com. Uh, but either way, it's definitely going to
1: happen, man. Hey, real quick, speaking of the Twitter.com, mm-hmm. Can we uh, can we give a quick birthday shout out? Oh, absolutely! Whose birthday is it? Uh, our buddy Stan, Stan Edward Moore, I and think he's about his to say the
0: other Stan. All right, shout out to <laughs> the <laughs>
1: Stan. <laughs> if it was The Godfather, we'd have to be upstairs right I was now like, paying man, respects. Man, was like, how are we
0: doing this, man? <laughs>
1: uh, our buddy Stan Edward Moore, his wife Lynette, same birthday. Pretty cool. I bet it's nice. lit over there in the Moore household. So happy birthday to uh, to Yinz too, and you know, hey. Victory That's week awesome, man. victory week for the Steelers. Heck yeah, winning on and off the field. Let's get it. You gotta you gotta love the the birthday coming uh big W. Arthur Motes, Olivia as well too, three and and0 in her lifetime, the Steelers hey, are. No pressure. Let's go.
0: She's three hey, three and no Steelers and three and no Dukes. Uh two and one Mountaineers. <laughs> But that's that's improvement for you guys. That's if that's you an improvement the for you guys. Win
1: last night, three and one. There you go. There that? you go. There we Cause, go. Because
0: not everybody's winning in hoops right now, man. I, I'm sure Ohio State. They was over there breathing uh, hard, cardiac what, arrest what over to the there. Local team last oh, night. Oh man, I thought
1: Pitt with the, with with in the, the, the powerhouse.
0: Pff, bruh,
1: bruh. <laughs> but this is a Pittsburgh Steelers show. Bruh, three and Olivia when bruh. it comes bruh. to the Steelers. Bruh. <laughs> Motsi, uh, we got a bunch of tweets to get to, but I uh, think we will get to those on the other side.
0: Unfortunately, I guess we should pay a little bit of the bills. So what we do, what we will do is this. When we come back, man, we're going to hit some of these tweets, but we're also going to take you inside the classroom, man. Oh, Where yeah. I'm going to break down a little bit of the things that I liked from this game and that, you know, I think we need to talk about a little bit. But that will be on the other side of this thing. It is Motsi and Euler on SNR.